Come on in. Come on. <laughs> Come on. In. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration. Help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us. But also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser. And we wanted to one day, it's not going to, the phaser's not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen in. Listen in. Um, well, today for our listeners, we have some special guests. I would like to welcome Dr. Brian Ness. You know, we're all terrible with names, so we'll just call him Brian. But he is from the College of Health Sciences at California Baptist University. And he has brought with him a group of graduate students. And they are going to do some interviews today of the Slow Road to Better crew. Brian, how did you find out about us? And welcome to the Slow Road to Better. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and it's great to see everybody. Uh, I, I definitely uh, appreciate the group that you have going here and appreciate listening to the podcasts. Um, I heard about um, your group and your podcast through uh, an email um, from our professional organization, American Speech Language Hearing Association, and, and one of the special interest groups shared a link to the podcast. And so I listened to several episodes. Um, and at California Baptist University, I teach classes on, on the brain and, and brain injury. And uh, we have students learning about aphasia. And uh, I just really appreciated your honest um, stories and your the, the relationship that you all have. And it's obvious that you all get along uh, very well, even just kind of listening to the broadcasts, just the stories and the personal insight. And I thought, what a great opportunity for students who are preparing um, for careers in healthcare to learn what's really important uh, for people who have aphasia, who have traumatic brain injury, and to hear your own personal stories. And, and so I um, shared the link with our students and I wrote uh, Melissa and, and um, told her how much I appreciated the, the podcast. And so then we decided, well, why don't we see if we can arrange a meeting and um, possibly um, have a visit so that st students that are interested could talk directly to the members and the members could talk directly to the students. And, um, and so, yeah, this is, the, this is how we set this up. And uh, I do have a background in working in rehabilitation as a speech language pathologist. Um, I, did, I did spend a lot of time working with uh, patients who had traumatic brain injuries and aphasia and um, I just know that what you all are doing here is is very useful and uh, I could tell that it's an important part of your lives and so we're we're grateful to be a part of it and um, I we have uh, a group of 25 students in our first year graduate cohort wow. and I threw out the invitation for anybody who was interested and, and wanted to volunteer 
and, and to participate in, in this group. And so um, we have four um, very brave, motivated, and interested students. And so uh, you all can see Jordan, uh, Brianna, Riley, and Avery on the screen here. And so they are first-year grad students just ending their, their first year, going to be second-year grad students in the fall. We are currently taking a course called Cognitive Communication Disorders, and that's where we teach um, graduate students about traumatic brain injury and, and some of the issues um, that people will experience following traumatic brain injury. And these students took aphasia um, class last semester. So they have some good information, some good understanding, um, but I'm sure would benefit from hearing your personal stories as well. So that's our group. Thanks for having us. Welcome, ladies. Um, I appreciate you being here at seven o'clock your time. That's great. And we appreciate it. All right. I am going to turn it over to Avery, Jordan, Brianna, and Riley. Okay. Who's got our first question? I can start. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. Um, as Dr. Ness said, I'm a first year grad student and super excited to be here. The question that I wanted to kick it off with is, what's something funny that's happened in therapy? Just kind of a fun question to start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's happened in therapy? Wow. I mean, Chris knows he's got a pretty funny first couple of words he said. Oh, well, obviously, goddamn shit. I mean, every, basically 80% of aphasia get those out i only spoke like 20 words now nah, probably 100 words when i started here and 10 20 are curse words so normally i will curse uh probably nine or ten times even at the podcast definitely yeah like uh during my hospital, I just said yes, no, yes, no. Like uh, uh, the the nurse said, the light on and off, on and off. I said, yes, no, no, yes. <laughs> That's it. And now, like, um, uh, Stroke Home Center, Melissa and Lori were kind and helpful. And uh, Melissa and Lori and anybody are my friends. I just, uh, me and the group as my friends and uh, joking around, uh, not as the SLP and my patient, we are the friend, you know, we are, we are the friend. But like during my hospital, I just said, I, I was sad. I was, I was, I was not talking at all, you know, but now I'm better. We're good. I, yeah, I think I think during um the hospital um during the hospital I was um I was in the hospital during the peak of COVID, so um I wasn't able to have visitors. It was just the nurses, the therapists, and the doctors, and me. But um, what the therapists did, they were all so great. And even when I was ready, because I stayed in the hospital for three months, the first 
month and a half, I was sad, you know, but then I remember, um, I could, what is it? I had, a the, uh, iPad, um, mm -hmm. they brought me in a iPad and with the iPad, I turned on the YouTube, listened to music and I realized I could sing, but I couldn't talk. And I was just like, what? I can sing, but I can't talk. And it made my day, you know, singing. I can't sing well, and I couldn't sing well before the stroke, but I was singing. <laughs> That's amazing. I was in, um, I was a, when I got hurt many, many, many years ago, and uh, they started coming once a week. Uh, two ladies would come. I was in, a, in the hospital, and we'd come for an hour. They wanted guitar and music, and I got, I got hurt uh, when I was in Iraq, and I got a uh, penetrating TBI, so I was missing like forty percent of my skull. It was gone. They started like singing, and, and like. Uh, Aaron said, like, I could sing these old music that I knew, but what they started doing, which is the, the, the coolest thing I've ever seen, is they would sing a song, come up with a name. My name is Pet. My wife is Patty. I need my medicine. And they would sing these songs. And then they'd slow the song all the way down. So mm -hmm. by the time I left, I think there's about four or five uh, sentences that I would sing like I need to or I need to go to the bathroom and it was like four months you know I was there for four sorry I was there for four months it was just like this this incredible like the smartest I ever thought whether they did it and then like after I got my uh, acrylic I got it was like the day after it was like Chris was saying the next day I started saying yes and no, you know, that's kind of such an interesting to bring. Okay. I, I could, I could talk, but I cannot spell words. I know the, the last, the first, the last, I need, I cannot spell words, but I can pay the first letter of the word. Mm -hmm. After that, I don't know. I can't spell. So, but now I can spell now. I didn't. I didn't feel how bad it had me. I was in the nine months. I was in the in the place. Maybe later. Maybe later. Thank you for sharing all those. I enjoyed that. What else? Yeah. What else? <laughs> Um, what's something that you hope us as SLP students, future SLPs are learning about aphasia or anything that you would want us to know? I hope you um, learn about aphasia and um, take it to the doctors and the nurses and educate them about aphasia because when I was in the hospital, I couldn't talk. I had a button to push when I needed something. Well, 
I couldn't talk. So, and, um, so I pushed the button and I made a sounds, but the nurse said, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then they didn't come because they thought I pushed the button mistakenly. So I pushed the button, pushed it and pushed it, you know, four times before someone um, came in and the, um, and it happened three months, you know, um, and, um, and they, um, so I would say, um, educate your peers that don't know about aphasia, what is it? And uh, uh, what is the definition? Not what's the definition, there you go. Is a aphasia, is it the stroke or is only the stroke? I would say no, because stroke and aneurysm and brain tumor, ABI, what about TBI? I was a pedestrian accident and the pedestrian accident and car accident and the sport, you know, the, um, the motorcycle or the gun filing and then the, the uh, like TBI and ABI all the same, the aphasia, uh, only stroke, only stroke. I just said, no, like a, a, a research study called, oh, stroke, stroke, stroke. I would say that, am I stroke or I am, I am pedestrian accident? The research study, what about, what about me? What about us, you know? To add something on there, I think a lot of our members volunteer for research. And often folks that have acquired their aphasia through a different medical situation than a stroke are often not allowed because the injury is much more diffuse. And so the CAT scans and MRIs aren't quite as clean and have a like one focal injury. And so a lot of times they're disqualified and I think it irritates people because they would like to participate and contribute to this body of research because there are a lot of survivors with aphasia that have been acquired through more traumatic situations. So I think that's a piece of the background on that. I I guess it was after like two months and I went to another place and I was, after I got hurt and then I was, to other place in a, and I still couldn't talk at all. And I had the, this lady who was doing speech and I think she was like 25 or something and I wasn't talking. So she thought that I was never going to talk because it was part of my, you guys know better than me, the two little parts, tiny pieces of your brain that for speaking and stuff. And mine just got destroyed. And she just, yeah, he's never going to talk ever again. So she got me the the, the uh, Dino box. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, 
why can't he learn the ABC and the one, two, three and start again with that and then just see if it just keeps going over and over. And she was like, no, no, no. He needs to practice learning how to do this. He's never going to talk again. So I was only there for four months, but I was learning from the the, late, the different ladies, the what the 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 uh, guitar, the piano, sorry, the piano. So then I finally, like a year, I was in a great place for next year. And then a year later, two years later, I showed up to uh, DC and uh, Walter Reed for the military people, and uh, I was there for like another year. And then I was getting t- better, talking, talking, and finally, I, one time, I had this really great person uh, for speech and i showed up and i had my dino box and i was like i don't want this anymore could you guys want to give it to somebody or use it for other people because <laughs> it just you can't just think that the like the uh people that have a aphasia you just you can't think that they're just done right away mm-hmm. you know you need to go try different things or try you know like I got lucky in my wife. She was like, you need to try doing this. Why can't you do this? Or why can't you do, you know, they're thinking, well, what we're thinking is just like, he's like a, a little baby again, but he's, he's going to grow up again. So does that make sense? Just, <laughs> it's very frustrating when, when I, when I think about it for me personally, because I've, I've just met, a, a, I got so lucky of a couple of people here and there that it's just speech or PT or OT, but, but it's like, you got to try other ideas in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I do think it's super important not to discredit any gains that anyone might be able to make again. So yeah, I'm sure that was really frustrating. Thank you for sharing. I mean, so back in the day, this is 11 years ago, I only said yes, no, eight. 10 words, curse words, but learning how to speak, write, brush my teeth, everything is like baby infants. And it's tragic. But then two years after that, I am at home and I'm brushing my teeth, everything. And then now I am living on my own. I'm driving. I am obviously talking. Um, and it's just a different <laughs> s- what, Pat? Hey, I'm just, I'm not laughing. Melissa's laughing at the same thing, too. Okay. Everybody I'm knows. Thrown under the bus. <laughs> I'm, I'm muted. How am I getting in trouble? I didn't say anything. Just said, uh-huh. I did this, I got this, I got, yeah, but he didn't tell, he hasn't told us yet, but he's in, engaged. So what? <laughs> We're very Anyway, happy. every obstacle is very tough obstacle, but then you realize that brush my teeth or shampoo or whatever, you can adapt and overcome that app school and then there's something else you know and it's hard sometimes i'm tired or whatever i am really struggling so it's just a 
every day is a learning curve. Can I just jump in real quick? And I, gosh, I, I tried not to, but um, so useful to hear the, your stories, your personal stories. And I'm struck with the fact that you're in rehab and you're in physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy for a couple months, right? After your stroke or your um, brain injury, but then you're still seeing personal gains in your life. Like you're, you're still learning things years down the road. And I just appreciate that perspective. And it's difficult to train students how to work in healthcare, knowing that they're only going to see patients for a couple of months, but also knowing that the you're going to, you're going to have a lifetime of learning new skills. So I guess, um, thanks for, for saying that. And, you know, if there's any tips or suggestions on how to get healthcare providers to think more long-term and, and to think instead of teaching my patient this one skill that they're going to be able to use during therapy, instead maybe help the patients think like you're going to continue learning things for years and years and years and not to give up hope. Like, like Pat was saying that the SLPs even instilled a sense of hopelessness is there's not going to be any improvement, but in fact there is. And so maybe a part of our job going forward is to teach people how to be problem solvers and how to continue to push forward and be resilient. And, and just, I think hearing your stories is just a really good um, way of, of accomplishing that. Um, or Roxanne, do you have anything to add to this conversation? I, I did, not a story, but I, I wrote on this. I, I need to bring it up. Okay. Okay. Things will get, things will get better. This illness get me that home sometime. I can, I can spell words. I can read, I can read books and I can curse people out. <laughs> so, so I know I'm getting much better right now. <laughs> okay. I, things will get better. I, I can go to the doctor by myself. I can drive on a highway. Things will get better. I, I have gone on cruises. Things will get better. That was beautiful. Thank you. All right, Tom, I'm going to make you say something. I really okay. don't have though. Okay, what about this? Think back through your whole history with rehab. Yep. What made your favorite therapist your favorite? She was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> you I was going to say, honestly, it's like 80% <laughs> of them are so that's true. Gorgeous. That I just <laughs> hi. <laughs> what, if, what if there's like a a guy that's not old and not good looking, but he's a he's better at, at speech than it doesn't matter. Girl. Sorry, Brian. Evidently, being skilled is not as important. Sometimes you just have to use what God gave you. Because you know what? Rehab is really hard. Rehab is really hard. So I'm not at all surprised that that's what one of the things, that's an honest statement. Well done. Well done, Tom. I, you had it in you. 100%. I, I agree. 
I had something else to say. I had two uh, amazing therapists at in hospital and out of hospital. But um, when I came home, I wasn't going, um, I had a in-home therapist and she was terrible because she wanted me to work on my smile and the ah, ah, and I, um, and I could talk. I couldn't talk well, but I could talk. And I was just like, um, what about the words, you know, that I will use my mouth for, you know? And she said, no, just work on the um, ah and smile. And um, she did that for an hour and peace out, you know, three days a week. And I was just like, Ma, I need a new speech yep. therapist. But if I didn't have someone to advocate for um, yep. getting a new speech therapist, I don't know. I mean, I all of us get tired of the work that we do, you know? And if you get tired, then quit, you know, and do something else. Because with working with speech um, and working with the medical or any type of job, you know, Chris um, was a firefighter. If he got tired, we, um, would die when um, he um, didn't come to the fire and wasn't ready to work. So, you know, um, and if you see someone that is, you know, the peer or anything, you would do good to tell them about themselves. It's hard, but it is necessary. Okay, five minutes. I I would quit. During okay. my during my hosp hospital SLP, the uh the assessment like uh, uh uh are you Kitty? Are you Sam? Are you the one one month assessment? I just I just didn't talk at all. Just like. Who, who knew like yes no no yes I just like forget it like what is the picture I don't know I I have global aphasia who knew the assessment assessment one month and assessment one month assessment the two 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 week assessment I just I just like forget it you know forget it but the assessment like like the mass assessment. I just, you, you know what I mean? But um, Kitty, when you could do the assessment 
way down the line, weren't you excited because you answered what is your name right? <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding yes uh you said no <laughs> what day is it um i was like um, okay one second um, yeah in the hospital Monday, and it was friday <laughs> that was like, it is so weird i didn't even know I what do it like monday through friday or dude it's so hard in the hospital i knew that saturday and sunday we didn't have pt so that's the only time that i knew that is end of the week all right we have like three minutes left any final thoughts words questions yeah um what's what stands out to you about having this community as a part of your recovery versus other types of therapy it's amazing it's amazing because yeah. I, I i went um i'm uh i involved 23rd 31st i went in, i got first of all i cried like a little bitch and then and then i lost then i lost and that's it that's it but it's it made it's making it makes it better so the amount of students um or whatever they call us basically you know three or four in a group is going to lower the cost which means you're going to have a better experience and so you're funny you're laughing, sometimes crying, but you're in a better community when you have your peers in your corner. I would like to say Stroke Combat Center, Melissa and Laurie are my best friend. They were oh, helping so me okay. <laughs> every year, every year. They helped me to uh, read out loud and edit it. And they're, they're so kind, you know? And I would say that every single week, I, I will talking like four years, four years later, I couldn't talk, but now I'm talking, I'm joking. I've been going there like 10 years now. And the thing is, it's like, for me, I just, I didn't, I, I finally figured out after a couple of years that I was, I had to get out of the army because I don't, I, like, I, I really had no idea what was going on. And then, uh, so I, I came here, my, we went to go look at my wife and I before I was still, I was still in the military. And then we came here, when I got out of the military, then I was here, like, maybe not even six months later. And then it just kept going. But the way they have this, I don't know if you're ever in town, you should just see it because it's it's like a building, it's a small building, but it's like it's not like when you go to um, a hospital or a speech place and you're like you just sit in a room just waiting for your turn and everything. You're like you're everyone's 
out sorry inside but you're right there and then like everyone's getting a coffee or two or whatever and then other people sit down this one room's talking or whatever and it's just like it's anytime you want to you're just sitting around talking seeing what's going on and it's just that that's why it helps more instead of instead of like all right just sit here until your time and go talk with some other people for class or something but and even when we're in class sometimes we've had it for many times where we're just talking or we're just a couple people had a bad day or this sort of thing and then we're not even going to end up talking what we're supposed to talk about or that do yeah. that day you know that 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 sorry that class it, it's just a way to get going better and for me personally i just why i keep coming it's not like i'm one of those weirdos that just come here and pretend like i'm here and but i just want to get out of the house no i actually come here because it can actually it makes no sense makes no sense at all but i can i i can speak better and better and this is almost 16 years later and so i just love it me personally i think it's a great people here so the ones that the teachers and the the brothers perfect (laughs) all right i think we are definitely over time first of all thank you to the california crew for being up at 7 a.m and being part of our discussion i hope it's valuable to you all but i think it's also valuable to our members who can reflect on where they've been and where they are now. But I also think it helps some of our listeners who might be early in their recovery and it hasn't occurred to them that they can ask for a different therapist if maybe they don't have a good rapport. Hopefully you guys have listened to enough of these podcasts that you know how we're going to wrap this up. All right, so are you ready, Tom? Are you ready? You got oh, it? Oh, no, no. Yes, oh, yeah. get your notes, oh, get your notes. You ready? <laughs> oh, Tom, All right. Tom, just do it. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. We very, very much appreciate your time. And with that, we are going to wrap it up on this episode of Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid well it is but it's valid but i'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble yes doctors doctors who's doctor um they they their doctor yes all right so if people hear something on this podcast you should ask your doctor doctor amen